You're listening to Shepherd and Sports Bite, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to a special edition of Sports Bite. It's special because I've got Aiden Payne here in the studio <laughs> with me. Panta, what's going on, mate? <laughs> very little, very little. I'm not sure I, uh, I'd call it special, mate. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks for the... Uh the warm welcome. Nah, it is special because we've got uh, a Carter Swift interview uh, later in the show, all the way from the United States of America, so we'll, we'll look forward to that. But on the home front, uh, summer sports back in full swing, right? Uh, it was a good weekend to uh, to get out and, and have a hit. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, it was a little bit blustery, but, uh, you know, the sun was out and, um, it was, yeah, it was great to have cricket back. Yeah. Personally, I... <laughs> pulled up sore for about five days. I'm only just walking straight. So <laughs> yeah, no, it no, it was good. It was uh, great to see some uh, some really good performances from a lot of the local boys. Yeah, certainly. We'll we'll kick start with uh, cricket, and obviously the Hazeman Shield is um, you know the top level of cricket, Shepparton, and uh, there was a few sort of interesting results to to kick off the season, but uh, not if you were me, mate, because I tipped six out of six. <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> just. Um, yeah, I thought that uh, there was a couple of a couple of upsets. I, I didn't think that uh, Uroa would have um, gone down to Wayai, but no, it was a good, good win by the Bombers in the end. Yeah, Wayai was, uh, is probably one of the more interesting ones. They've brought in four or five recruits, uh, sort of ex-Murray Valley cricketers. Uroa lost a couple. Yeah, Uroa's oh, brought in a, a few as well, but it's been, um, you know, obviously the, uh, the big preview was in last week's paper. If anyone missed it, uh, they can see it online, but... Yeah, I think there's been a fair bit of movement across the, the grades and we won't touch uh, too much on the, the scores because uh, we'll obviously cover them uh, throughout the paper and online during the week. But um, I did have a chat to Marupna coach Brad Lowe after they knocked over two-time reigning Premier Nimurka in the first round and he was uh, quite happy with that result. Joining me now is Brad Lowe, coach of Marupna, after uh, a, a win to kick off the season yesterday. How, how are you, Brad? Yeah, good thanks, Brad. How are you? Yeah, going all right. Uh, obviously, um, it was a, a good start yesterday to, to kick it off with a win. Uh, how did you assess it? Yeah, it was a good start, mate. Obviously, to get a win and get a win like that, it's probably a, a really really good way to start the year for us. But we started really well. We batted, batted well early on, and then we just let ourselves down through the middle section. Uh, their slow bowlers sort of got a hold of the game a little bit. So we, um, we're still so confident we've won 30 on the board, but, you know, we still, from... Our target at the start of the day was sort of in between one sixty and two hundred at least. So we thought we thought we fell short, but we bowled really well, man. We um, got the job done. Yeah, it was obviously one for seventy eight, a uh, great start, and like you said, it sort of slowed up after that. But but being able to defend that and and quite comfortably in the end uh, must have been, you know, pretty happy with that. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was really, uh, you know, it was a win yesterday. We had Will Dundon that actually bowled into it and bowled his nine straight and. And done a river job and got a couple of big wickets through um, uh, Glendale and um, and uh, Flipper uh, Liam Liam Gwendal as well. So that was massive for us. Ricky Ricky's own turn was really good. Uh, Simon Dwyer bowled, bowled great. Um, I think he was a real it was a real game turner, mate. Really, I think. I think so. He um, he bowled fantastic, and yeah, no, it was a great win. And a few new faces seemed like they uh, they slotted in well uh, with Bad Amble. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think um, yeah, Jack Jack Smith Williams looked really good early. Uh, ended up ended up going out, but looked really good. Controlled the game well, um, and even early on, uh, 
yeah, baggers, um, Chris, uh, Corey. Corey, uh, he actually, he batted really well early, mate, too. So it's sort of, um, he got off to a good start and he just found a way to get out as well. Just got one to cut back on him. and But he looked uh, looked positive there as well. Certainly, mate. And uh, do you think uh, a season of one day is sort of, Suits the lineup you've uh, been able to put together. There's obviously a fair few big hitters there in the in the middle order. Yeah, there is, man. We've just got to set it up a little bit better. We've got to bat, bat we've got to bat a little bit smarter through them through their middle overs, mate, I think. And um just turn the strike over and do the basics and you know, control the game there and I think we can sort of set ourselves up to you know, I honestly believe if we if we make one eighty, two hundred, I think we're gonna be pretty hard to, to get one eighty or two hundred off with the bowling attack that we've got. So I think um yeah, I think it does suit us, but I think two-day cricket will suit us as well. Brad Lowe there from Marupna. They were uh, very up and about after a round one win over Namurka, and they take on Katandra this week, so an- another big test after the Eagles had the bye in round one. Yeah, no, definitely knocking you off uh, last year's premiers or back-to-back premiers. It's uh, always a, a really um, yeah, it's a great achievement for the Cats, so hopefully they can... Uh Double it up this weekend. And Bowls, of course, is back across the region. The Golden Valley Bowls division, as well as Murray Bowls and Campaspe in Central, everyone's back. And uh, for uh, a bit more of an in-depth uh, chat about Bowls, uh, our listeners can obviously jump across to After the Jack, uh, our, uh, our lawn bowling podcast, and, and have a listen over there. From what I've been hearing, it sounds like all the listeners have been on uh, After the Jack, uh, over 500 Views or something like that. I, I saw. Uh, it was a good start. <laughs> uh, the episode one was well received. Got to got to keep that momentum rolling. Uh, as you know, mate, momentum's everything in sport. So uh, we've got Lee Farrell uh, on the on the show this week. Um, and by the time listeners listen to this sports bite, uh, it'll be up online. So uh, yeah, it's a it's a good chat. But yeah, Bowles is back. But um, you know, there's also plenty of other stuff on as well. Yeah, definitely. There was also Gold Murray lawn tennis uh, on last week, Tyler. Yeah, it's uh, shaping up to be a, a really good season, especially you know in the the top tier, but uh, across the grades as well. Bendigo has uh, has entered a side in the top tier this year, so it's uh, pretty exciting for the comp. Yeah, you spoke to Mark Mills, um, the president of the GMLTA, last week, and I guess yeah, he spoke about how I guess um, having Bendigo in was you know a great sign for the for the league um, to have. a a team come across and want to join. Yeah, certainly someone who a team who wants to you know travel forty five minutes every second week is um is quite a nod to to what the comp has been able to to put together and you know from five or six years ago with only four teams in the in the top div to now have eight and and eight really strong sides as well there there was you know nothing in any of the contests uh, in round one so it's shaping up to be a very very nice season. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I suppose. Uh, that's uh, about enough for the the first round of uh, full summer sports. Back, uh, we'll we'll go and uh, have a chat to to Carter Swift, uh, obviously Shepparton Swimming Club export uh, over in America at the moment. And uh, I spoke to him about you know everything that's going on in America as as well as um, his swimming career. So uh, thanks for joining us, Aiden. Uh, your services are no longer required. <laughs> no, no worries, mate. Thanks for having me. Way from the United States of America is Carter Swift. Carter, thanks so much for for taking the time to have a chat about have a chat to us. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Um, you know, just living the best life out here right now in Tempe, Arizona. Couldn't be much happier. It's uh, it's look, watching uh, America itself from from this side of the world. It uh, it certainly seems like an interesting time at the moment. Um, how how are you coping with it all? Yeah, it's a pretty wild time over here, especially with like 
the election and COVID and everything going on. Um, I guess it's good to be in sport right now because it's a huge distraction from a lot of reality, I guess. But uh, overall, pretty hectic time, especially with the election. But now that they've got some sort of results out, it's starting to calm down a little bit. Yeah, so we're chatting now after they, they've called the election for um, for Joe Biden. Uh, was there sort of a, a fair outpouring of um, maybe maybe relief, but uh, excitement sort of around your area when uh, when that happened? Yeah, Arizona actually just turned uh, blue for the first time since I think it's like 1998 or something like that. Um, there was a little bit of outcry from like Trump supporters, I guess, uh, with the polling and everything. And there's still a lot of uh, drama up in the air right now. But overall, a lot of relief here. And uh, we've been waiting all week for these results, so now uh, we can sleep. <laughs> yeah, and, and I suppose you... You talk about you know um, the situation over there and how hectic it is, and it, and it is affecting um, sport itself. Uh, you're obviously over there to swim and um, to to have a crack at uh, at college swimming. Uh, take us through what's happened this year, and um, obviously having to to sort of uh, redshirt for the year. Uh, just explain to our listeners what what that sort of means. Okay, so um, pretty much this year, our coaches looked at how unpredictable it could be in terms of competition and saw that our class last year lost an NCAA championship, so that's the highest level of college swimming you can go to. You qualify individually or as a relay going to that. You'll be top 30 in the nation. Um, and to do that, they, they really just didn't want to lose another NCAA championship due to an unforeseen circumstance. So they did the safest thing possible and redshirted us. And being a redshirt means you train under the team, you still have all your college funding, all of that stuff, you just, you're not competing for the school for the year. And then following that, they also made the decision to do this based on that we have the scholarship finances available to finance a lot of the people to do an extra year. So for people like myself, I'll be able to do a one-year master's under scholarship, as well as a lot of the juniors, uh, sophomores, and freshmen will be able to do an extra year to get a one-year master's or a two-year master's, depending on what they want to do. So that must have probably given you a lot of relief to, you know, to, to take that uncertainty out of it and, and to just be able to really focus um, on, you know, your, your technique and your training and, and really, you know, have a, have a good crack next year um, when hopefully everything sort of settles down a bit more. Yeah, and it also worked out to the point where, unfortunately, the Olympics were postponed, but uh, we can use this year as a big training year to prepare for the Olympics and Olympic trials and whatever comes next. Um, so pretty much our short, our seasons here in short course yards and the Olympic pools in long course meters. So we don't get, we get a little bit of a 50 meter full time during the season, but it's more focused on short course yards when it comes to championship seasons. So this year we're really taking advantage of using the long course practices and everything like that to really get a solid training base. And honestly, I think it's the best case scenario for a lot of us, um, hoping to get the Olympics or World Championships or anything associated with that. Certainly. Have you found um, your own sort of or te- technique or, or swimming um, improve a bit with, you know, sort of maybe not that pressure of competition at the moment or is it the other way, whereas that, that pressure of competition sort of drives you a bit further? In a way, the, so I ended up actually taking three months off due to COVID and all the restrictions going on. Um, and there's a lot of restrictions within the athletics department as well. So, taking that time off really uh, 
it, it took a few steps backwards for me personally. And then um, getting back in the water the past few months, really just trying to build that base back up to where I was. And then, and then some real Olympic trials uh, is what I really want to do. And then um, going forward from there, I think technique and racing um, wise, we're, we're doing a little bit of racing in practices right now, just to, just like within the team. Um, and I will be doing a race, I think, uh, yeah, it's next week at the US Open in Irvine, California. So hopefully that goes well. It's just like, I, I like racing typically because it gives you a lot of practices uh, to perfect your technique when it comes to the big, the big meets, like your uh, like trials and all that stuff. So I don't know, it's kind of it's kind of a learning curve for me, but um, so far so good. I'd like to say. Yeah, certainly. And I suppose on a personal note, um, how has it been being sort of stuck on the other side of the world in in the middle of a, a global pandemic? Um, obviously with um, you know your family over here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a wild time, especially considering my family was meant to come and visit me and watch me swim at. Uh, a pro series to qualify, try to qualify for the Olympics in, I think it was March or no, it was May, sorry. Um, and then I haven't seen them really for all that long since in like two or three years too. <laughs> so uh, over, over the pandemic, I actually went up to Canada um, for three months and just like kind of treated it as a vacation in a way. Um, had, had a lot of fun up there. And then coming back here, I was like, Oh, don't get to see my parents for another year or so, depending on when Australia decides to open back up and the flights aren't ten thousand dollars for a return. So yeah, yeah, it's obviously been a tough time, but uh, I suppose as a whole, you're you're still enjoying the the college experience and everything that comes with it. Oh yeah, definitely. It's it's, it's part of the experience. I like to say, as an international, you go into this knowing that there's some sacrifices you're going to have to make in terms of like seeing your family as often as you want. Um, of course, I'd love to see my family. I, I miss them a lot sometimes, but uh, at the end of the day, I know this this trip's going to be worth it, and then I'll eventually get to go home and have as much family time as I want. And what does the um, the the future look like in terms of your college? So obviously, you're redshirting this year. Does that give you um, what one more year over there or two? Uh, I got one more year to pursue a one year masters. I'm doing uh, exercise and wellness, which is kind of like exercise science. And I'll do a masters in that, and then. After that, there's a lot of unknowns. Um, hopefully, I want to pursue a physical therapy degree, uh, doctorate, or whatever really that entails, um, either back home or I, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of uh, unknowns. I suppose that's uh, the same for everyone at the moment, isn't it, uh, in, in this current climate? Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of unknown variables, especially around the team as well. Who, who wants to do this extra year? Who wants to get moving with their life? Who wants to retire from swimming? There's, yeah, there's a lot of questions going around. <laughs> I suppose it is a bit of an escape then just to uh, to get in the pool and uh, and swim. Yeah, exactly. And with the team right now, it's it's an environment where we're all just pushing each other to get better. We're all in the same situation. Nobody's uh, outside of our bubble, I guess, in terms of like having to compete at all these different competitions. So we are, I think we're a very tight-knit group of people and we're all going towards the same goal and that's to be elite athletes at a higher level. So it's kind of a nice escape from the reality of the pandemic and everything. Yeah, being a college uh, sporting team obviously brings you together in um, a, a number of ways, but being a college sporting team in, in you know this year especially and, and going through what you're going through is, is probably a bit more bonding, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's good to have like a, a second family to lean back on. If you have any worries, they they will bring you up with every step of the way. So yeah, it's good. It's really good to have a team to have have you back at all times. Certainly. Well, thank you very much for for taking the time to chat to us, Carter, and. Hopefully everything uh, keeps going all right and maybe settles down a bit after this election. But, um, yeah, good good luck with the swimming, and I'm sure we'll chat again soon. Thank you very much, Tyler. And that's all we have time for this week on Sports Bite. Thanks very much for joining us. That was Shepparton Sports Bite, brought to you by McPherson Media Group.